Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can feel the blood creeping up from the heathens. Got will, got fight, got pride, got reason. If they want to go eat, then you know I'm going to feed them. If you're coming for me, hope you're ready for a demon. I got eyes in the back of my head I'm seeing. Take me for granted and you know I'm leaving. I'm going to take what's mine with the webs I'm weaving. I could take this crap from seeing to believing. Got a taste for blood and my tongue keeps bleeding. From the words I spit, so sharp, so freezing, so cold, behold. Clutch Sports Talk. Let's go. Good evening, everyone. Hope you guys are doing all right. And welcome to the very first edition of NFL After Dark with me, Clutch Sports Talk, a.k.a. Ryan Flowers, in the house. Now, this was an impromptu show. I literally was not thinking about doing this at all, period. Uh, But start sitting around. People hitting me up like, hey, are you going to be on to talk about uh, the week's events, or today, the, actually the day's events. And I said, I hadn't planned on it, uh, but I said, what the heck? Might as well throw something together real quick. So I created this show, NFL After Dark. For those who do know me, um, to the early, early Clutch Sports Talk people, I did used to do a show uh, called NFL Primetime. So this is not out of the realm for me. Uh, but I said, you know what, let me try to resurrect this and see what happens. So tonight's show, man, we're basically going to recap all the games for today. And then I got some headlines that you guys can see on your screen right there. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys, their win uh, against the uh, Washington Commanders. Cooper Cooper Rush looked pretty solid in his start today. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. They uh, improved to 4-0. They defeat their ex-coach, Doug Peterson, in some pretty sloppy conditions today. And then also Denver Broncos fall to the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, Nathaniel Hackett just looks like he can't hack it. He he just can't. So uh, make sure you guys follow and like, share the content below. And also this show is brought to you by The Grid, the leaders in sports entertainment entertainment, media and content. So um, without further ado, man, let's get straight into it. So Today, we had some, some pretty solid games today in the morning half. Um, I won some money. Uh, thank God for the Cardinals. Uh, shout out to my boy DJ for the, uh, the plus one and a half. All those, guys, all those games that I bet plus one and a half on, I actually won. I won on. So if he's listening, man, uh, make sure you shout me out in the, uh, in the chat right now. So, but yeah, so but overall, pretty, pretty solid day. Um, can't complain, really. Um, some surprises, which we'll get into. Uh, the, the Green Bay-New England game. That was very interesting um, and a letdown. Baltimore Ravens, uh, what happened there? You know, they were pretty much cruising 20 to 3 for the, mo- for, for the most part of the game and ended up losing to the Buffalo Bills. 
uh, in dramatic fashion. Well, I won't say dramatic fashion, but literally some 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 mistakes being made at the end. Uh, Carolina Panthers pretty lackluster performance at home against the Arizona Cardinals, who who were pretty much reeling, uh, but they get the job done anyway, anyhow. So, uh, let's, but you know, I'm gonna go ahead and throw up the screens. Uh, my screen here and let you guys kind of fill you in on what happened in today for if you if you are watching any of the game. So Cleveland Browns entered the game on the road against Atlanta Falcons this uh, afternoon or this morning and they fell. I call I actually picked the Falcons to win the game. I knew it was going to be close and it and really and literally it was a close game. Um, that's the style of games that the Falcons choose to play. They like, you know, they always find a way to um, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but like it, it just seems like to me. They just have a propensity of playing in close games, uh, and they either lose them or they win them. Uh, but and today, they actually ended up winning the game. Um, you know, their defense came up with an interception at the end of the game, which pretty much sealed the deal uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Now, uh, so but what can I say? The Falcons are what I believe they're two and two now. Um, so you know, shout out to them for uh, doing their thing, um, and they they got on that winning side. All right. Washington Commanders, uh, this is an early start for the Cowboys today. Um, I mean, listen, the defense, the Cowboys defense is carrying them. Now, this game, early and often, the Cowboys were moving the ball up the field, getting first downs, converting. They were stopping the Washington Commanders. I believe in the first seven, six to seven series uh, the Washington Commanders had, they had, what, four or five punts, a touchdown, and an interception, right? And at one point, the Commanders actually took the lead. Uh, seven six, and then pretty much after that, it was pretty much all the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys actually lead the league now in most sacks. Uh, that, that's a that's a defense, man. Javon Diggs gets his second pick of the year. Uh, pretty much, I mean, he pretty much was a receiver <laughs> on that particular play that Carson Wentz just threw it up. And if you watch Carson Wentz, excuse me, Wentz enough, you know for a fact that he's going to give you an interception at some point. Uh, that's just, that's his game. That's what he is. Uh, he still thinks he's Carson Wentz from the year they won the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, Carson, you are not. Uh, and so the Washington Commanders fall now to one and three. Their only win being the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars opening day. Um, and it doesn't really look that good. And it's sad because the Commanders actually have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. But they just don't have it. Um, I forgot before the Cleveland Browns and the Falcons game, there was a game over in London. Across the pond, the Minnesota Vikings ended up winning that game on the last second field goal by their kicker Joseph but then Will Lutz had a chance to, to tie the game and send it into overtime it hit the it hit the bar or the one of the um, uprights and bounced over and it just didn't fall for the Saints way and they fall 28 to 25 Justin Jefferson went off for 10 reception 147 yards um, Kirk Cousins not bad you know no interceptions but looked pretty decently um, so not much more I can say about that, that that game I think next week it's the Giants in Green Bay in England somewhere um, so we'll have to wait and see on that one all right Getting back on track here, we got the Seattle Seahawks. They come in and beat the Detroit Lions. Now, I had the Lions winning this game, I thought, because they were at home. They play hard. I know their defense is terrible. They ended up giving up 48 points to the Seattle Seahawks. 48 points. Um, <laughs> I, I, this was a wild game. You got guys from Seattle Seahawks taking uh, carts to go use the restroom, probably to go do number two. Um, late fumbles. It wasn't a fumble. Who got God knows what happened. Uh, but now the Detroit Lions fall to one and three. They're playing hard. They just not. They just can't finish. Um, and that's something that this team is going to have to learn how to do at some point. Um, but Seattle, Seattle comes into the Motor City and gets that win. Uh, Richard Penny looked pretty good. 151 yards carry uh, for care uh, for 17 carries and two touchdowns. 
pretty legit. Jared Goff threw for 378 on 39 attempts and four tuds. So, I mean, look, they can score. I don't think that's the problem. It's their defense they had got to figure out. And Aaron Glenn is going to have to figure something out because they're one. They're ranked one of the lowest defenses in all of the National Football League. All right. Tennessee Titans did exactly what I thought they would do. They win a close division game against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, something is not right with the Colts. I, I just don't know what it is. Their defense isn't as good as it once was about a year, even a year ago, almost two years ago. Derrick Henry ran rough shot pretty much over these guys. He ran for, what, 114, one touchdowns, 22 attempts. I mean, listen, I think the Colts are still missing a number one wide receiver. I like, I like Michael Pittman Jr., but to me, he's just not that guy, not explosive enough. Matt Ryan, you know, 356, two touchdowns. It just wasn't enough in a come-from-behind effort. They just fall short, and now the Tennessee Titans improve to 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, and the Colts are 1-2-1. And, um, and right now, I think the Jags are still atop of the AFC South. All right, moving on. Chicago Bears uh, into the Meadowlands to take on the New York Giants. This one ended kind of crazy. It was like a the last second play. It was like... It was basically guys just playing backyard football, but the Bears end up falling to the uh, Giants. Now, here's a funny stat. I saw that Daniel Jones only completed like eight passes or 13 passes for 77 yards. But Saquon Barkley was the catalyst in this particular game. He rushed 31 times for 146 yards, no touchdowns. Um, And Justin Fields, again, the Bears are not a good team. The Giants aren't a great team. This game was really funny because it was the battle of two underwhelming two-and-one teams. Now, the Giants are three-and-one, but let's be real. No one's really that afraid of the Giants, okay? They're just not. Now, the Bears are two-and-one. This was a close game, I guess, towards the end, but really the Giants proved to be the victors in the end, and they get the win at home, and then they're going to hop on a plane and cross the Atlantic and play and match up with the Packers uh, next week in England somewhere. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars take on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. This one, you know, the Jags got up on them quick. I believe they were up 14-0, but then somehow, someway, the Eagles fight back, and they end up winning the game 29-21. Jalen Hurts threw for a uh, pedestrian 204, one one interception, um, and I believe a rushing touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Miles Sanders, two touchdowns, 134 yards on 27 carries. A.J. Brown, the leading receiver with five yards and 95, excuse me, five receptions and 95 yards. In a game where weather played a factor, uh, a lot of slippage. There was a point in the game where Jacksonville had a chance. They had gotten a turnover in the red zone. Um, and then literally the next play, Trevor Lawrence fumbles the ball somehow and the Eagles get the ball and basically seals the game right there. Uh, so they ruined the homecoming uh, for Doug Peterson to try to get back at his former team that he won a Super Bowl with in 2017. But we'll spend a little bit more about the Eagles here in just a moment. The New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Now they look left for dead at one point. Um, finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers finally they made the move but Kenny Pickett didn't really look that great either he threw three interceptions now one of them at the end was kind of like a toss-up but it is what it is 
give him more time. I, I don't think that was pretty, that wasn't a fair uh, chance for him. I mean, he's got thrown into a game um, in which they were trailing. They came back, they took the league. Um, and then the Jets in a great drive by, by Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson did his thing uh, in that two minute, under two minute drive where they needed to get that touchdown uh, to go up and win that game. And it was a tough game. It was a tough game. I knew I knew it was going to be a tough game because both teams aren't really playing that great. But I felt Zach Wilson would have been the better quarterback, and and really he was. Um, he had 252 yards on 36 excuse me 36 attempts and one touchdown. Uh, and then the Steelers just really just couldn't get it going, um, which I think they're going to figure it out. They still they had the leading rusher when Najee Harris he rushed for 74 yards. George Pickens 102 yards on six receptions. They just couldn't get it in the end zone. And I think Kenny Pickett's going to have to go back, watch some film, and make sure that he um, is getting it to those talented wide receivers that he has here in Pittsburgh. So I'm not quite – I know I know the Steelers now are 1-3. I had them pick to win the AFC North. Now, they still have a chance because the Ravens fell, obviously, today. So we'll talk about them next. Uh, but there's still a chance if they can get the quarterback play right. Now, T.J. Watt is still out. Minka Fitzpatrick left the game uh, late in the game. Not sure on his status, but we'll have to see what happens with them. But the Jets, good, great come from behind win victory. Uh, this is their second one in three weeks on the road, mind you. Uh, hopefully they don't have another letdown, but the Jets, 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 they get the win on the road. All right. Surprising one, but not surprising, I guess. The Buffalo Bills uh, basically spot the Baltimore Ravens, what, 20 points, and they end up winning 23-20. Now, Lamar Jackson wasn't his best outing, per se. There was an opportunity uh, for the Ravens to kick a field goal, to, to go up 23-20 themselves. On the goal line, J John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh uh, elects to go for it. And the play design, really, I don't know. I'm just kind of questioning it. Um, I hate when teams have their quarterbacks rolling to one side. When you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, um, you know, you, 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 you just have to you just have to figure out a way to get him the ball and keep the ball in his hands. Uh, and unfortunately, it just didn't happen that way. Um, they end up losing the game because Buffalo, they get the interception. So the ball gets taken out. Um, they were like on the one or two yard line, if I'm not mistaken. They get the interception in the end zone. The ball gets taken out like it was a touchback. And they march the length of the field. And perfect and great time clock management or clock management by the Buffalo Bills in a gritty win, come from behind win. Now, this is twice now. In four weeks, the Ravens have gone up big on really good teams and end up folding in the end. Is this a precursor to what we're going to see from them in the future when they play potential playoff Super Bowl contending type teams? Uh, Buffalo Bills, they were down, you know, as far as far as their defense is concerned. Josh Allen played a hell of a game um, for the most part. Three to... Uh, 213 yards, one touchdown. Lamar Jackson was the leading rusher for the Baltimore Ravens, which is really, that's that's always the case, right? He he is their offense. Um, and today was one of those games where, you know, uh, that the defense was all over him. The defense was all over Lamar. And that's what good teams will do when you play him. Now, Lamar looks great against the Jets and all these other, other teams. But when it matters against solid defending, good defending teams, can he perform? And the answer is, it's 50-50 at this point, right? And it goes back to what I've always talked about with him, especially from this morning, is the fact that he does great in the regular season. He's a front runner in the regular season, but when it comes to postseason play, when the teams are, are a lot more difficult, 
then this is the kind of pedestrian type numbers you'll see from him. So if I'm the Ravens, you, 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 I mean, in the end, you're going to have to end up paying him because who else Who else do you got? You know, I like I like Huntley. Is that his name? Huntley, Tyler Huntley, the kid from Utah. But is he Lamar Jackson? No, he's a good backup. Okay, so he's going to get his money somehow, some way. But I just don't believe in Lamar Jackson the way other people do. Uh, and I'm not saying he's not talented, but I've seen this before from other quarterbacks with that same similar skill set. So we'll see what happens with them. The Ravens are now two and two, and really they should be undefeated. This game was theirs to be had, and they, they let it slip between the cracks. All right, moving on. San Diego Chargers go up big on the Texans and almost give it away in San Diego, excuse me, San Diego Chargers, in LA Charger fashion. Um, they, they, they hold off a late rally from the Texans. Uh, but listen, hey, the Texans found something. Damian Pierce, the uh, running back, I believe taken from Florida, uh, he looking like the real, looking like Arian Foster back there. Davis Mills, not too shabby himself, uh, but the real story here, Justin Herbert playing literally with nobody. Keenan Allen was out. Um, they had some other, you know, other receivers out. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, they do, they do a pretty good job. Uh, Herbert threw for, for 340, two touchdowns with, with some hurt cartilage, whatever he's got, whatever he's got going on. Um, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, but again... The Texans, not a great football team, but they play, they, they fight hard. But unfortunately, in the NFL, playing hard does not always equate to winning football games. But if they can get a right coach and maybe get another receiver in there, they, you got a running back now. And I think you got a decent quarterback. You might be all right in Houston uh, in the next couple of years if they can get the right coach in place there. All right. Arizona Cardinals on the road in Carolina. I had the Carolina Panthers winning this game, but the Cardinals do what Cardinals do. Uh, they, they win a pretty one, a good one on the road. Um, you know, this is their second win on the road. Their only wins are come from the road. Obviously they, they come from a high win against Las Vegas a couple weeks ago. And then today Carolina Panthers are a lackluster team. I watched that game for like a couple minutes and I just was like, I can't get up for that team. They're boring to watch. There, there's nothing about Carolina Panther football that, that lets me want to keep watching, right? They got the whole, uh, keep pounding. Well, I don't want to keep watching because they have nobody on that team. This needs to be a total rebuild. Matt Rule's going to be gone. You need to trade Christian McCaffrey. You need to let go of DJ Moore. Let him go somewhere, right? You just need to just a complete overhaul on this team. They just don't have it. Uh, and, and Baker Mayfield probably is going to be out here in just the next couple of weeks when Sam Darnold gets off of IR uh, because he literally didn't do anything too. Kyler Murray, pretty solid game. There's still some things about Kyler Murray I don't like. I can tell now he really doesn't watch film. He doesn't know what he's reading out there as far as defenses are concerned. He's just out there running around like Lamar Jackson playing backyard football. And in the end, when you play good teams, that does not work. He didn't do that against the, the Rams last week. Why? Because that's a good defense. Right? You have to prepare. And the Carolina Panthers, although they're a middle-of-the-road defensive team, they're not an elite team. And therefore, he can get away without reading coverages and missing plays and stuff like that. So I, 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 for whatever reason, um, you know, I'm not a fan of the Carolina Panthers. And they just need to overhaul that whole team all together. All right. Head scratcher of the day. New England Patriots on the road. Green Bay Packers. They are, they are down to their third quarterback. Uh, what's, what's the kid's name? Uh, Zappy? Bailey Zappy from Western Kentucky. Came in and actually 
was in a game with Aaron Rodgers. Now, the Packers end up winning the game because they have Aaron Rodgers and they have a, a formidable running game. And this is the thing that the Packers have to get back to doing and be more consistent with it. You have Jones and you have Dylan. Run the freaking football. Control the line of scrimmage and run the football and then the rest of it will open up. Uh, Aaron, uh, Lazard had 116 yards on six receptions. Aaron Rodgers, 251, two touchdowns, but they ran the football. Aaron Jones rushed for two, 100, excuse me, 110 yards. Now, the Patriots had their way on the offensive line as well, too. They were getting up and down the field, too. Now, Zappi didn't have to do, really do a lot. One thing I will say about the Patriots, although they're, they're not the, the, the team that they once were, they're well coached, man. That defense kept them in that game. They had a pick six by Jack Jones. They can coach. They just don't have the talent. And that's part of Bill Belichick's fault. They don't draft very well, especially on the offense, offensive side of the ball. Now, with Mac Jones out, uh, Brian Horror went into con um, uh, uh, concussion protocol. And then you have Bailey Zappi now, who's probably going to be the starter next week because they're pretty sure Brian Horror is not going to play. And, and McCorkle Jones ain't coming through that door in no time soon. And honestly... That might be all right because Zappi didn't look that bad for the most part considering he's a fourth-round draft pick. He literally was just sitting there like Willie Beeman in any given Sunday. And next thing you know, he, he, he sees uh, Hoyer goes down. He's like, oh, shoot. And then Bill Pelagic probably pulls him over and says, hey, you know, um, just pretend you're, you know, you're throwing the ball to, 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 to your friend and just say, hey, run to the Buick, right? That's what Al Pacino says to uh, Jamie Foxx. In any given Sunday, I'm pretty sure they had that type of conversation, or maybe not. Um, but look, at the end, Packers hold on and get a good win. I won't say a good win, but a win that they needed to stay on pace with the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC North, which I still think the Packers still have a chance as long as they can run that football. Because the Vikings, even though they won today, they got pushed around. That defense has regressed. They don't look as good as they once were at least a, lot, a year ago. So we'll see what happens with them. All right. Denver Broncos taking on the uh, Las Vegas Raiders here in my city where I live here in Las Vegas, um, and they lose. Now, the offense kind of was, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the offense. They kind of got it moving. Russell Wilson tried to step it up a little bit. He threw for two touchdowns, 237 yards, but that defense literally just got dominated in the second half. Josh Jacobs ran a rough shot over that team. Josh Jacobs had 28 carries for 144 yards and two touchdowns. And Devontae Adams did his thing with nine receptions over 100 yards. He was doing his thing out there. The Raiders' problem is not the offense. It's the defense. And that's secondary. Okay? Now, they had a big play in the secondary by Amik Robertson, Robertson, whatever you want to call him. He had the, the fumble that fell literally into his lap. And he ran it back for a touchdown, a scoop and score, essentially. Right? Uh, but the Denver Broncos, I, they still look so discombobulated. I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, uh, my boy, All Even Podcast with Barry Grant, he says, we miss Mac Daddy. Well, keep missing him because I'm telling you what, Bailey Zappi might be the answer in New England. Who knows, right? Uh, but the Denver Broncos, and we'll talk about their coach here in just a minute, but they fall now to, uh, what, two and two, and the Raiders finally get on the winning side of things, and they improve to one and three. So good for the Raiders and their fans because now the Raider fans are going to be in the streets saying, we're back, we're going to the Super Bowl, as Lee Coaster would say, not so fast, right? All right. The Sunday night game that just finished about what, 10, 15 minutes ago, Kansas City Chiefs got an offense. Okay, I don't care who you put back there. Literally, Patrick Mahomes was throwing the guys I did not know existed. I had to Google some of these guys' names. I, I did not know some of these guys. And I watch football, and I did not know half of these guys. Uh, there's, that, that, their offense is so created, and they got the right quarterback to, uh, to, to basically orchestrate what's happening back there. 
right? This was a big win for the Chiefs going on their own against arguably one of the better defenses, a defense that has not given up more than 17 or I think 17 or 18 points in a game or something crazy like that or averaging. And they hang 41 on these dudes on the road. 41. Now, some of this stuff, they gave up 31, but some of this was like garbage late time stuff. But the Chiefs are legit. Now, their defense is eh. You know, their pass rush is good. That's never been the problem with the Chiefs. Their pass rush is good. It's their secondary. But if they're scoring 20-something more points a game, I don't know what their average is, but that average is going to get bumped up tonight after their, their performance. Uh, Tom Brady still had a pretty good night, but he threw 52 times. That's not good. A man over 40 should not be throwing 52 times a game. Three touchdowns. Um, you know, Mike Evans did his thing. He was a leading receiver with eight receptions, 103 yards, and two touchdowns. But... The Buccaneers are not right. They're they're they are not right, and and I don't know what's gonna happen. And they're probably gonna end up winning this division because the Saints really just can't finish. Um, but this is not a team unless they figure it out like they did the, the year they won the Super Bowl. They didn't start great, but I think this year might be the difference. So not quite sure. And obviously the LA, the Monday night game has not been played yet, so we won't even bother talking about that. So let's get back to business here. So. Let's start with my team, the Dallas Cowboys. Tonight, um, listen, this, this team, they're going to have to hang their hats on the defense. Cooper Rush looked pretty good today. Uh, let me pull up his stats here. He, he, let's see, he threw for 223 yards and, 20, and two touchdowns, no interceptions. I like that. That's very conservative. You know, not, you know, didn't do too much, but they're going to need to do some more. The offense has to get clicking more. If that defense is going to be stopping people early and often, the offense needs to come away with touchdowns and not field goals. Early in that game, the defense did a great job of limiting the uh, the Washington Commanders to, to, to punts and actually really great field position. Um, we had a pick here, a turnover here and there. We're getting field goals. You can't do that against the elite teams. That, that works against the Commanders. It'll work against the Giants. But next week, when you have a team like the Rams... Who, who can score? Now they have their own issues, but they they get after it on offense. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to put you, you, you're gonna have to get six points on the board, not these field goals. Now I'll take the points, but you gotta get touchdowns, not field goals. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott only rushed for what? 19 yards, excuse me, 19 carries on 49 yards. CeeDee Lamb, big today. Now Noah Brown went down, but Michael Gallup was there, so he got a touchdown in his in his return back. Well, I think he had like two catches for 24 yards, which included a uh, touchdown. Uh, Barry Grant says, Rush looks so poised, he's never looked back. You know, I will say, Rush looks like he's in no rush. And honestly, right now, as, as, as big of a fan of Dak Prescott, I am. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm saying Cooper Rush probably needs to continue playing right now until Dak Prescott is completely healed. And, and it might be the scenario where, you know, the roles are flipped, where Cooper Rush is basically Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott is Tony Romo. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, there's, still, there's still some things I do like that, about Dak, but Dak, to me, is not, he looks very frenetic back there sometimes. And, you know, like many people have said, he hasn't won big games yet. Cooper Rush is the first Dallas Cowboy quarterback to go 4-0 in four starts. 
I'm not saying we're going to the Super Bowl because the offense still needs to, to score more points. The defense is going to do all they can. And that game next week against the Rams is going to be close. Why? Because the defense is going to keep the Cowboys in the game regardless of who the quarterback is. So I know Dak is chomping at the bit to get back because like any other professional athlete, you don't want to be on the sideline. You want to be in the game. And I know Dak is a competitor, just like any other professional athlete. You got to have that dog in you. You got to have that dog in you. And of course, he doesn't want to see Cooper. Now, he's happy the Cowboys are winning because I know Dak is that kind of guy. But at the same note, he's probably like, hey, man, like, I want to quiet all this. Like, hey, like Cooper Rush for Dak Prescott. Like, I'm the guy. And right now, Cooper Rush is not doing a bad job. He's 4-0 as, as, a, as a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Barry Grant says, I think Dak needs to learn how to be a more composed quarterback. He can learn from Rush. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes Dak sees things that, or he doesn't see things. There was a couple of plays that did like that touchdown to CeeDee Lamb in the, you know, I think CeeDee Lamb ran like a post. I think Dak would have missed that. He wouldn't even saw him. But Cooper Rush was calm back there. And you know, the offensive line is not playing bad. I, I want to say the Cowboys at one point only had two penalties for 10 yards today. They might have another penalty tacked on, but for the most part, they played a pretty solid game in all phases, right? The defense was, of course, exceptional because that's what the defense does, right? Interceptions, sacks, you know, forcing third and longs, things of that nature. That's what you should do as a competitive defense, and that's what they do. So, you know, look, as, as a big Dak Prescott fan, and, and trust me, I'm a Dak Prescott fan. Look, check this out. Look, this is my guy. I don't know if you guys can see this on the camera, right? But I found this at a gas station on the way to L.A. about a couple months ago. All right? It's called Eddie's World. It's a random like gas station on the way to LA from Las Vegas. And I bought it. And it's weird because that's how you know we're America's team, bro. In, in, in somewhere in Yermo, California, on not even Barstow, Yermo, California, there's a Dak Prescott figurine. That's America's team, man. Yermo, California. Look it up. It's a it's it's a podunk town. There's like there's like two people there in the city. And I found that at a gas station. So I, I'm still a Dak Prescott fan, but there's some things that, that concern me about him, especially going into his seventh year that he hasn't picked up on yet. So right now, no need to rush. Cooper Rush needs to stay in play for the Dallas Cowboys until further notice, until Dak is completely healed, and then we'll go from there. Um, and, and, and this is a pivotal game because let's just say Dak doesn't play and the Cowboys win that game on the road. Then we really got a controversy brewing, for real. And... I'm, I'm going to be here for that. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. All right. Moving on to the staying in the NFC East. Fly, Eagles, fly. This team, as much as I hate them, they're, they're pretty good. They're, they're pretty good. Now, now they haven't really played much of competition as of late. Their best win is the Minnesota Vikings. But then again, a lot of teams that are 3-1 and one or whatever the case may be haven't probably played a lot of great competition as of yet. I mean, the Cowboys are 3-1 and one and are what? We've beaten the Bengals, which might be a good win, right? Um, the Giants, and then today, the Washington Commanders. So their next true test will be the, the Rams next week. Now, the Eagles, the Eagles are doing some things on offense, and I might I might have to do a little film study on them because of how dynamic their offense is, uh, especially with them running the ball, the Jalen Hurts aspect, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith being one of the two best tandem wide receivers in all of football. And I'm looking at their schedule. Um, they're at the Cardinals next week which has always been traditionally a tough place for them to play. Um, and then they got the Cowboys on the Sunday night on uh, October 16th um, at home in Philadelphia. So that'll be a big game. Uh, but listen, I, this, Nick Sirianni, I was very, very leery about him getting that job. He sounded like an idiot when he first got it. 
um, him and Dan Campbell together, but it's looking like it's paying off right now. Four and zero start, you know, and like I said, the offense is clicking defensively. They're, they're, you know, they're they're okay. They're so so. I think you can get after them just a little bit. That defensive line isn't what it once was before, but overall, I think the Eagles. Um, I'm not saying they're going to be Super Bowl contenders per se, um, but but they are a team. Um, that's worth watching right now because they're clicking on all cylinders. And, 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 you know, sometimes you think teams that start off this fast, you know, they may peak because it's still early in the season, right? You, I start really looking at contenders, like seriously, towards the end of November, early December, because that's when you're getting in ready for playoff football and it's still early. And I'm just looking at their stats right now from a defensive standpoint. Um, uh, let's see here. Where is it at? We want team stats. Oh, here we go. Team stats. I got a new setup. I'm, I'm loving it because I I got two monitors now, so I can do more things. Um, I mean, they're 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 giving up about 28 points a game. That that's a lot. That's a lot. Their defense. Um, you know, first downs. They've given up 98 first downs. Third down. They're, they're you know, third down efficiency. 43 percent. 43 percent. So you know, there's still some. You know, some some room for improvement there, but their offense is like tops in, in most of the categories in the league. So, you know, it's going to be a good matchup. If if the Cowboys can somehow win next week uh, and then the Eagles should win, they should go on the road and beat the Cardinals, but you just never know. And then that October 16th matchup in Lincoln Financial should be a good one uh, because it's literally going to be for the NFC East. Now, I still had the Eagles winning the NFC East before any of this happened. I didn't. Th- I thought they would be good, but I think they would be this good this early, right? Um, but we'll have to wait and see on the Philadelphia Eagles at this point. All right. Last thing before I get out of here this evening, man. Listen, Denver Broncos, they got a loss today. But one thing about the Broncos, they look terrible. And, and, and Nathaniel Hackett has no clue what he's doing. And it can, it came up in my show this morning about him um, basically getting, he might get a second gig after this when it's all said and done. You know, I would expect him to be fired. If, if this... If the Broncos don't get it going offensively and just look better overall, their defense does not look good anymore the way it once was, there's going to be a problem. They should have lost last week to the Niners, right? But they, 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 they squeaked that one out. Russell Wilson had to do his thing, and they lost today. And they lost to Seattle first week. Here's the thing about the NFL that is very puzzling because guys like him and, you know, Anthony Lynn came up, the former L.A. Chargers coach. Now, I believe he's not, I forgot where he's at now. I don't know if he's in Detroit. I don't know where he's at, Anthony Lynn. Or maybe he's not. He was. I think he was the offensive coordinator for them last year. He got fired. He got replaced. But Anthony Lynn did a pretty solid job for a couple of years in L.A. Um, they just couldn't get the job done. And now, will, will Brandon Staley get the same opportunities that, that, that Anthony Lynn didn't get, right? He might get a, a, a mulligan, right? But back to Nathaniel Hackett. After doing a little bit more research on him, he's always had pretty good, solid situations. So I don't know if he's a great coach. He might be a good interpersonal connector type person because obviously he had a great relationship with Aaron Rodgers. But I believe Matt LaFleur was calling the offense plays in Green Bay. Um, and, and Hackett was kind of like a, a middleman of some sorts, right? He maybe had some type of influence. But right now, he is looking overwhelmed. He already had to hire uh, a consultant for in-game decisioning. Bro, you're the head coach. Why the hell do you need that so quick already? It, it, you know, and I get it. 
me watching from my couch at home is different than you actually being in the, in the stadium on the field with people looking to you for direction. And that's one thing. If I'm a if I'm a GM or an owner, I'm looking for an NFL head coach. That's fine. You know, you you, you got to know your X's and O's. I'm not saying you cannot not know anything, but there are other traits that I need to look for. How do you handle adversity? How do you handle conflict? How can you adapt during a game? And none of these things are happening. And the Denver Broncos again. They got outplayed in the second half, man. The Raiders just dominated them. They still can't get it going offensively with all these weapons. So my best guess is that if it doesn't pan out for them, they don't write this ship, he's done. He's done, and I don't think he'll get a job. And I know some people might disagree with me, but I I think he, he has shown he hasn't had any success so far, and he's shown that he's shown little, little. Actually, he hasn't shown anything. So I think... His cachet, he doesn't have any cachet. So a guy like him probably will never get a head coaching job again. If he does, he's going to have to wait a little bit, kind of like what uh, McDaniels has done. You know, until you coach Denver, didn't work out, got fired, went back to New England, kind of chilled out there, and he kind of worked his way up into what he is now. Now he's one in three, but I'll give him credit. He paid his dues. He Well, actually, he had an opportunity to get another head coaching job, but he quit by VFX, but he learned a lot by that. I believe he was like only 33, 34 at the time. So a younger coach, right? So, but Nathaniel Hackett probably will not get another coaching opportunity, and he shouldn't. Same thing like Brandon Staley, these guys. Everyone thinks these guys are so smart and they're wizards and all that. But man, listen, it, it takes more than just drawing up a nice quick little play on your little, you know, Microsoft Surface. You got you look at play callers like Andy Reid, who's been doing this successfully throughout different periods of his coaching career. Look at those Philadelphia Eagles offenses. They were tremendous, man. He helped Donovan McNabb be who Donovan McNabb is. He helped turn around Michael Vick, right? He made Alex Smith look pretty much decent, right? And now look what he's doing with Patrick Mahomes. Those are types of coaches that get it. They're very good in situational stuff. But Nathaniel Hackett, even though he comes from a great uh, coaching pedigree with his dad, who coached in the NFL, he coached in college, I mean, look at the picture I have. He's like, mm, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. And he shouldn't get a job, another job, depending on what happens and what transpires the rest of the season. Now, uh, now let me look at their schedule real quick. I don't know who, who they got going next, but um, that, that AFC West is, is not, it's not a joke, man. And I, and I knew the Raiders were going to win today. You know, they're at home. The Raiders can score. They just couldn't stop anybody. And they simply just outlasted the Denver Broncos. In this particular matchup, and the uh, excuse me, and the Broncos, they have oh, they got Colts Thursday night football at home, so maybe they might. But the Colts can score a little bit, you know. It's not the San Francisco 49, so that'll be an interesting game because both teams are kind of like in flux now. If the Broncos lose that game, that seat gets really, really hot. For Nathaniel Hackett, and I don't think he should get another coaching job if this thing falls apart for him at the end of the day. And Anthony Lynn, I, I don't know. Um, I'm using him as an example because his name came up earlier on in my show this morning. Is he a great head coach? He's all right. You know, he he still had some things about him, but I think the Chargers just curse. You look at Todd Bowles right now. What's going to happen with him? You know, and I'm bringing this up because black coaches don't get a long leash. You know, you look in college. Look what happened. Look 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 what happened to Herm Edwards. They couldn't even fire him in the locker room. They had they caught him on the field, right? Uh, Carl Durrell started 0-5 in Colorado. He's gone, right? He's probably done. So there, there's definitely 
some there's some some stuff going on where certain guys aren't getting certain jobs again look at Vance Joseph um you know he didn't get another head coaching job after he got fired by the Denver Broncos so but look my thing is if you're the guy you're the guy um but we'll have to wait and see I think a lot of these guys these coordinators they because they come from these these football trees or coaching trees they get blessed and they get be like oh this guy's a guru Slow down on this, some of this stuff, man, because some of these guys, they literally have all the talent. They had all the resources, and when they're asked to do it themselves to recreate what they once had, wherever their former job was, it doesn't work out for them. And I think Nathaniel Hackett, guys like Matt LaFleur, and all those kind of guys, those are the guys that, that really you have to be on the lookout for because they're the ones that they, they just don't have it. They just don't have it. And it is unfair that guys like Anthony Lynn did not get an opportunity, or maybe he didn't want to be a head coach anymore. I don't know. Um, but if that's the case, that's a shame because I still thought he could have provided a little bit of something to an organization. Uh, but this day and age, you got to win now. You got to win now. There's no time to rebuild and wait a whole year because uh, teams are winning now. You look at the Eagles, you know, they, they made the playoffs, didn't have a great record, but they made it right. They got bounced by the Tampa Bay. And now look at them. They're 4-0. They're 4-0. So this league is all about from being one of the worst teams to turn around the next season and being one of the best teams. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens with that situation for the Denver Broncos moving forward. All right. Whew. Well, that's all I got, man. Hey, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, listen, I want to keep doing this every Sunday. So we got Sunday morning, NFL Sunday morning, and then we got NFL After Dark with me after Sunday night football. So make sure you guys tap in, join the show, man. Hey, it's been a pleasure as usual. This is NFL After Dark with me, Ryan Flowers, a.k.a. Clutch Sports Talk. Like I always say, guys, never settle till the work is done. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Peace. Blood creeping up from the heathens Got will, got fight, got pride, got reason If they wanna go eat, then you know I'm gonna feed them If you're coming for me, hope you're ready for a demon I got eyes in the back of my head, I'm seeing Take me With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine But we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.